This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. We had our first public action for SAG-AFTRA for the strikers on September the 9th in Riverside Park in Dallas. It was a very exciting rally and a first effort that's going to be very, very important as the labor story continues to unfold and continues to get more and more exciting. It just started the program. President Nikki is introducing members of the executive board for SAG-AFTRA here in Texas. Crowd's very big, very happy. Lots of young people. <laughs> What's amazing is that there's all this news coverage. Usually when we labor does something, you don't see any of them. I can sit right here and count seven different cameras clicking or shooting video for this event. And we're going to make national news, I think, because the SAG-AFTRA is such a big deal for working. From 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. So how am I a working actor? By taking vacation and personal days. That is how. This is why you often hear of actors being in the service industry or driving Uber to supplement their income. It's insane. It's unheard of and unfair when people are walking down the hall of my corporate job and they say, didn't I see you in X number of episodes of XYZ? Aren't you in this movie with just this big A-list actor? Well, yeah, I am. And they're like, what are you doing here? Exactly. <laughs> what am I doing here? I am here because Bob Iger, who is making $26 million, I think we know why we are here, or what we are working for. Better wages, profit sharing, safe working conditions, job protections, respect, and unions are how we will succeed. So a little legacy. My dad was a union member, a carpenter and a mason. And once a month, he drove 60 miles round trip to pay his union dues in person. Sometimes I went with him on what seemed a solemn, even holy pilgrimage. He'd been a laborer, an apprentice, a journeyman, and finally union. He made decent money. We had a house, health insurance, enough to eat. But most importantly, my dad had skill and the respect of everyone he worked with and for. Now, we actors, we don't dig ditches or lay bricks, but we tell the stories of people who do. And you can bet your ass we have labored, apprenticed, and journeyed on our way to membership in SAG-AFTRA. Now, I'll admit there were times when I took the union for granted. Who hasn't? 
Since January, I have been a member of the negotiating committee, creating, recommending, refining the contract terms we have presented to our bargaining partners, the ANPTP. If you want to see democracy in action with all of its warts and wonderfulness, get on a negotiating committee. I have been amazed by the knowledge, the passion, and the will of those members who come from across the nation, locals large and small, working to ensure and improve the present and future of our members, our profession, our industry. Now, I want to be clear. We don't always agree. We're not always polite, fuck no. <laughs> but we listen, we learn, we negotiate, we vote, we follow the rules, and we move forward for what we see as the common good. I want you to be proud, as proud, as trusting, as grateful, as understanding of what your leaders and chief negotiators are doing as I am. I want you to continue to be informed, to speak up and out as you are doing today, and to get active. It will be great when we are victorious, when we have a contract, but that won't be the end. That will only be the beginning. In one of the incredible plays that make up the Kentucky cycle, a union organizer encourages a group of exhausted and discouraged coal miners to keep fighting. Stand up, she says. And that is what I say to you all. Stand up Woo! for our fair share. Stand up for our safety. Stand up Stand for up! our dignity and Stand for the future up! of our profession. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Thank you so much. I want to just uh, shout out State Representative Vinton Jones, who's just shown up to say hello to us. Good morning, everyone. How are y'all doing today? I need y'all a little bit louder. If this is a rally, good morning, everybody. How are y'all doing today? My name is Benton Jones, and I am a state representative proudly serving House District 100 and proudly standing with you all today. And the work that you all are doing, first and foremost, I want to say thank you. Thank you for standing for the voices of not only the actors and screenwriters, but thank you for standing with working class families who are demanding to make sure that they are getting an even shake to make sure that things are fair, are equitable and are all the things that are not for any privilege, it's because we deserve those things. Anyone deserves those things. So thank you, everybody. I just want to say that as a person who came from a working class family, my father was a truck driver, and my mother had a, a number of blue collar jobs. Your work is important because it was those individuals like my family who couldn't be at the rallies, who couldn't be able to take the needed time off to be able to raise their voices who couldn't be able to, to stand like you all are standing and have continued to stand since, the, since this started. So on behalf of those, not only those individuals who are working, but also the children of those individuals and the future of those families, thank you so much for what you're continuing to do. And I just want to let you know that I stand strong with you and we're going to continue to do this, everyone. God bless. Thank you. We barely can afford health care. 
you have to make $26,000 a year in order to qualify for health care. About 95-ish percent of actors cannot meet that minimum. So we are fighting to get the increase in wages that will contribute to our, our earnings so that we will be able to qualify for health care, you know, and, you know, go get things checked out when things go wrong instead of having to spend the little bit of money that we make to pay out of pocket. So anyway, that was just another. Suzanne Burkhead, speak. Are you ready? Here you go. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for coming with this with us on this beautiful Saturday morning. We're so happy that each and every one of you are here. Um, you might have heard the actors' strike being referred to as the Hollywood strike. You know what? This ain't Hollywood. This is a national union. I am the national vice president of SAG-AFTRA, and I represent the small locals. There are 16 of us, and together we are strong. And this, this union is coast to coast and the state of Hawaii. And we are here, we're standing with our brothers and sisters in Hollywood, but we are here representing the actors who live and work here. These are the working actors. We are not the stars, but we are hoping someday to, to make it there. But the contract minimums are not for those high earners. The contract minimums are for our everyday workers, and we are being crushed by these corporations. So I'm so happy that we are able to stand shoulder to shoulder with our fellow members from coast to coast and Hawaii to be sure that we are all on the same page, saying the same thing, and fighting for the same thing. Now, being in a union means that you are not standing alone. Those of you who are union members know that one person with one voice may be good, but it's not good enough. We need to stand together, and together we're not like that, that one ant trying to push the boulder up the hill. We are a community of fellows who together can push up the hill, and we can succeed. Now, yes. And I want, to, um, I want to thank our member volunteers who are here. I don't get paid, Nikki doesn't get paid, Hector doesn't get paid, we are all volunteers. And because these wonderful people have given of themselves, of their time, of their hearts, that's why we're able to be here. And I want to thank everyone who's ever done anything to help their union. And if you haven't yet, well, showing up here, that was something. So continue to do that. Um, just recently, uh, when we went on strike, probably the most meaningful thing that has ever happened to me, my son said, Mom, I'm so proud of you because you are fighting the fight for America. Thank you to my son, John, and thank you, everybody here. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you so much for that. Next up, I have Jean Lance uh, with the Dallas AFL-CIO. 
I'm just here to answer the question, who loves you? Well, I can tell you right now that the Dallas AFL-CIO loves you. I'm the president of the Dallas AFL-CIO, and they love you. Not only that, but the entire labor movement in America loves you because you're carrying the, the spear at the very front of the battleground for all working people. They love you, but you don't just have the support of the union movement. You also have the support of at least 71% of all Americans, including Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. And you'll have 100% as they learn the issues, as you make things more clear for them, as you show them how to fight, you're going to have 100%. Now I have another percentage that's even better, and that's the young people. I see a lot of young people here. Young active labor leaders, entire leadership is here. That's the vice president right over there with the big hat. Among young people less than 30 years of age, 88% love you already. And you are going to have them all as soon as, as soon as the issues are clear to all of them. So stick with it. We are going to win. Everybody is going to win with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Gene. And up next, Dylan, would you come out and talk to us and say a few words? He is with the WGA East. What's up? How are we? Woo! Okay, uh, just, just to, to start, um, I feel like we need to chant because we're all here in mass. Um, do we know the, like, what do we want? Contracts. When do we want them? Now. So, what do we want? Contracts. When do we want them? Now. What do we want? Contracts. When do we want them? So then it's, if we don't get them, shut it down. If we don't get them. If we don't get them. If we don't get them. If we don't get them, shut it down. Yeah, hell yeah. Listen, we couldn't have done this without you, right? We're on day 131, and SAG has been by our side the entire time, from day number one, right? And we're not going to stop until we both get the fair contract that we deserve. It's a wild time to be an artist. It's a wild time to be an artist and to be realizing that you have the power. We are always made to feel like them, that the powers that be, right? That them giving us any opportunity at all is a blessing. They use words like, it's your passion, and phrases like, it's a privilege to act, it's a privilege to write, to try and Jedi mind trick us into thinking that this craft isn't a job, yeah. that this craft doesn't deserve to give us health care, that the work and the blood and the sweat and the vigor that goes into what we do doesn't deserve fair compensation. Yeah. They ward off us working class artists with words like hobby. And listen, we hear this all the time, that this is just about people that already have money trying to get more money, that this is an issue that is just financial. But um, it actually stems deeper than that. So let me just, I'm going to explain something really quick from the writer's side and also throw some numbers at you, right? We have this issue that we're, it's one of the number one issues that we're fighting, room minimums. Yeah, the, the slashing of the writer's room, the turning of a writer's room from seven to 15 writers down to six and fewer. It's been happening, it's affected all of us, right? 
but let's listen to who it's actively affecting more than we even know on the surface, right? According to the 2022 WGA Diversity and Inclusion Report, 42% of all television writers identify as POC. That's 42%. 34% of all staff writers, the lowest entry-level position in a writer's room, identify as POC. But only 17% of showrunners, the top position, are POC. And that is because of the slashing of the writer's room and the dismantling of a system that we have in place in order to make sure that people of all backgrounds are able to tell stories. And here's the real real, right? Without us, these billion dollar corporations are worthless. Yeah! It's a wild time to be acknowledging the very real greed and evil we face as we ask for scraps from the table of trillions. Yeah, 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 yeah. 0.08% of one network's annual revenue covers the demands of the WGA. 0.08% Disney. It's a wild time to be an artist and have to stand up to billionaires who want to replace us with little robots that cannot possibly know what it's like to have inherited trauma and like, just like low simmer anxiety at every moment. It's a wild time to put aside the things that we love to do to make sure that we moving forward still have the means to do it. It's wild and it's scary and we feel the ticking of the clock of when can we do this again? It's real, but here's the thing, it's working. Every day we're closer to a contract. Every day we're closer to the AMPTP dismantling because they can't seem to get along. <laughs> Every day we are changing the system. Hang in there for each other. Be there for each other. We got this. It's happening. What do we want? When do we want them? What do we want? When do we want them? If we don't get them. If we don't get them. If we don't get them. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Okay, let's compare his speech to my speech. That's why we need writers. That was a hell of a speech, guys. I'm just saying. All right, so next up on the program, we have Kendrick Brown, best known for, I think we've seen him on the CW Black Lightning, but guess where he's from? Houston. And guess what? He was doing a wonderful job in Houston as he is when he went out there to L.A., to wherever they shot that and, and, and all of that stuff. Come on down, Kedrick. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's going on, good people? What's going on, good people? See, I'm a theater baby at heart. She had me sitting up there like I was a, a guest speaker at, at, a, at a black church. You know how they sit up there, they get ready to introduce them. So I've been sitting up there for the last <laughs> for the last 45 minutes. That's all I know is God. I know God and I know work. That's what I know. You know, I've been in church so long, you know, uh, for me, it's, I'm still working on figuring out when God is blessing me and when God is testing me. Ooh, that's shocking. You see it went through. When, 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 when God is blessing me. And when God is testing me, I'm still having a hard time figuring those, those two out. I'll give, give you an example. I'm, I'm an educator. What edu I know the union is here. Educators. What educators at? See, I'm an educator. I teach sixth and seventh and eighth grade. Yeah, sometimes they can be a blessing. They can. They can be a blessing. But oh, sometimes. Oh, sometimes they can be a test. They can be a test. I want you to be conscious 
I want you to look around and I want you to look at the young faces. And by young, I don't mean me. I don't mean me. I'm talking about those and those up there. Say they watching. Say they watching. They're watching you. And being an educator, if it's nothing else that I know, I know that the kids watch. They are watching. They're watching the work that you put forth. They're watching the effort that you put in. They're watching the perseverance that you have in moments like this. They're watching. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I do work really hard. They watching. They watching. They watching. They're watching. They're watching. Thank y'all. Those of us that are just watching the SAG-AFTRA drama unfold and watching this important rally on September the 9th, we realize that it's very, very hard to be an artist, that they don't always make enough money to even survive. Many, many of them have extra jobs. They have to. They don't have health care. They don't have dignity on the job. The union is their only hope, and they are hanging strong for all of us in SAG-AFTRA right now. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.